This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk, the podcast, ahead of Sunday's high noon showdown against Arkington. It's a game that has set to define Pompey's season and even some of the players' Fratton Park futures. So sit back and relax as myself, Mark McMahon, Jordan Cross and Will Rooney preview the game and provide a few insights into the Blues' big game preparations. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss the high noon showdown with Atkinson on Sunday is none other than Jordan Cross and Will Rooney. Just before the guys get started, it's worth noting that Jordy's not on good form today. <laughs> I've been hit, hit by the vaccination. He has indeed. Uh, I've got sweats, I've got the aches, I've got a headache. And that's just being in Mark's company. I was like, <laughs> 13 hours I slept for last night, which actually was probably just quite a good excuse. So then having two young children to just uh, skew the uh, parenting skills. Uh, parenting <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I had a good sleep, which was probably, um, probably better than watching Arsenal, I would have thought. Well, yes. Well, we're not here to discuss Arsenal, Jordan. This is Pompey Talk. <laughs> but talking about good night's sleeps, okay, let's go straight into it. Well, do you reckon Danny Kiley will be having a good night's sleep on Saturday with all the preparations done, team selected in his head, tactics, anything done and dusted? Or do you reckon he'll be very, very nervous going into this game? I think it all boils down to this. Doesn't he come to the club? in March, taking over from Kenny Jackett to get Pompey into the playoffs. And it comes down to, to this one game against Hackington. Um If we're looking at the job he's done, I mean, he, he effectively has come in and, and achieved what, what he was set out to do by, by the balls. Pompey worried that they wouldn't be in the playoff race under Kenny Jackett. Um, after defeats in Northampton, Sunderland, and then the, the Papa John's Trophy final, the actor to get Carly into to reignite those those promotion hopes, and that's what's what's happened at the minute. Pompey are in the driving seat. A win, no matter whether it's impressive or scrap against Atkinson, and we'll get them into playoffs. But coming back to your point, I mean, I'd be down and half a bottle of whiskey just to make sure I could sleep the night before, wouldn't you? Because Jesus, I don't know how you would um, get to sleep that night. I mean, it would be tough for tough for the players, tough for everyone associated with with Pompey um, fans. Just because it's either we get into the playoffs and there's a chance of finally getting into the championship, or it's another year in League One, a fifth successive year, and you know a lot of stuff's gone around about Cheltenham in the past couple of days, the, the, the four-year anniversary. I mean, you know, looking back at that day, given the momentum that was behind the club, many people have said that Pompey would be looking at a fifth year in League One after that. Probably not. So it's a massive game against Atkinson. Not an easy one, which which I'm sure we'll discuss. Yeah. 
Jordy, the pressure's definitely on Pompey more than probably Charlton and Oxford. Uh, how do you think the players will respond to that pressure? Yeah, I asked Danny Kelly that yesterday. Um, he's he's confident in the players, um, players that need to step up in the in the big occasion. Um, players like Ronan Curtis, who um, perhaps it's been levelled at him that he hasn't uh, performed on the, uh, the the big the big stage. Well, he's on a good goal scoring run of form going into this one, um, and obviously. Last weekend at Wimbledon was the, the key thing to put it back into Pompey's hands. Um, that that really has buoyed us. Is, is the pressure more on Pompey? I don't know. I think they. I think they. I think they'd uh, grasp the uh, having it in their own hands and being down into the situation on the final day with a win to uh, cement their place in the playoffs. So um, we talked a lot with Danny Cowley about um, the intensity of, of his time at Pompey the past six seven weeks. Um, a season condensed into six, seven weeks, and then I, I picked up on the point. Well, now it's a season conde- condensed into ninety minutes, and Danny, Danny accepted that. So, um, how do they do deal with that? Deal with the pressure. Um, it's a time for cool heads. Um, Jack Watmore, possibly. I mean, coming back into the fray. Um, yeah, I asked Danny Cowley about his disciplinary. Um, record yesterday he's got full faith in him so yeah there's no margin for error this is a time when where you you make yourself heroes or, or villains and um yeah time for cool heads and to, to step up and deliver now um but yeah it's just great to have it have a live you know a live season isn't it going to the final game we, we would have been our been in our hand off for that opportunity going going to this Accrington game yeah well the fact that there's no fans in Fratton Park for Sunday's game. Again, what how do you read that there? Is that good for the players when they're not feeling that energy, even a nervous energy emanating from the stands? Did you just concentrate on their own games and what's in front of them? Or on this type of occasion, do you really want Fratton Park rocking to lift the players? No doubt it's, it's the latter. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've been all season how much pump you've missed the fans. Um why it's a big reason why the home form hasn't been good enough compared to last season when they were unbeaten at home before the, the campaign was curtailed. Um, look, you, you think of nights like, you know, you think of that Cheltenham game, you think of, you know, even Peterborough when Pompey were going into it last uh, two years ago, it was rocking um, right, the way, right the way through. And when Pompey went... Where two goals behind, the, the fans lifted them, lifted them back into the game. And if it weren't for that Viv Solomon's ball, huh. ball, who knows who we, but you know, look, let's face it, Pompey would have probably had, there wouldn't have been many Accrington fans travelling down, would there? Um, so Pompey would have had the vast majority of the stadium um, to, to really get behind the, the team and they're probably used to it now. The players not having fans uh, might be a little bit surreal when when they do come back. It might take them a couple of games to adjust, but oh, you'd want that palpable atmosphere from from as soon as the stadiums, you know, as soon as fans started in the pub. Uh, you know, well, you'd be talking half nine, ten, wouldn't you, for this game if um, if they were open, wouldn't you? Um, Give us a twelve o'clock kickoff, but you'd want those fans behind them, and Pompey going to miss it, but. You've just got to get on with it now. I think Danny Kelly would, would, would um, actually 
<laughs> I can't remember a recent home game. It might be in the Bristol Rovers game where he kind of said afterwards, you know, John Westwood has been going up, turning up at games and going around sort of specs lane and around the, around the ground. He heard him at, um, at the last, um, yeah, the last home game. And uh, I think if Danny Cowley had his way, he would love that to kind of come out and publicly, publicly say, come on, all come down Fratton Park, get around the ground, make up some noise and get behind it. He always kind of went out, to, went to say that after the Bristol Rovers game, the nil world. Yeah, Pompey Media man was kind of like, you can't say that, Danny, you can't say that. Uh, um, yeah, obviously there's uh, safety provisions to uh, think about still, isn't there? But yeah, I think if Danny had his way, he'd have he'd, have, he'd be calling for the Pompey fans to kind of uh, circulate, uh, circle around Fratton Park and make themselves heard. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, like, this, these are the types of games, irrespective of fans are in the ground or not, these are the types of games that these players have come to pump before the big occasion, the high pressure situation, the spotlight on them, and that demand to prove that you are worthy to put on that Pompey shirt and to compete at this level, even though it's only league, league one at the minute, but they're still right up at the top of this division. So these are this is the type of occasion that you expect them all to be really, really up for. And prove oh, yeah. They're not excuses if you can't get yourself up for this game, there's, there's something wrong. But yeah, as you say, it's kind of just a live game and then hopefully after a couple more live games and maybe even another one after that you know big big occasions and uh, the stakes high Dan Danny Cowley was glowing about it yesterday and yeah as I say I spoke to him about a lot about pressure and, and I think he just wants the play, players to embrace it um, while having you know using the energy of the, of the occasion but then also to be able to be switched on enough to make the right decisions in, in the game. Um, does he have faith in his players? I think he's got a bit more conviction in them um, after perhaps like, um, wow, what was a big big pressure game last weekend, wasn't it, at Wimbledon? And, yeah. uh, and they and they stepped up and delivered there. I think some doubts have been creeping in, certainly in the kind of Atkinson game and what happened up, up at Atkinson and Swindon. And yeah, I think there's, yeah. There's certainly a, a conviction, and just just go and savor it. Go and savor the, the occasion. Go and make yourself a hero. Go and make a city proud of you, and uh, and, and, and go and deliver. That's what that's what, what the challenge is for the Pompey players this weekend. Yeah, well, Carl Robinson's come out and said, you know what, he'll not be looking elsewhere. See what's happening on Fratton Park and the Valley. I suppose that's an approach Pompey need to do too. Danny Cowley, etc. They just need to be concentrating on what's there in front of them at that exact moment and make sure that they are the ones picking up three points at the end of the West, at the final whistle, irrespective. Like we're all on the last day of the season, we're all guilty of seeing when the goal's been scored and oh, at this moment in time, such and such is going to miss out. Everybody's this team's going to be promoted. They just need to concentrate on the job at hand and forget about what's going on elsewhere. Yeah, it's different for us, isn't it? Because we can keep an eye on it, etc. But as you say, Pompey got up tunnel vision on, on getting a win because it's in their own hands. It doesn't matter if chanting a winning or Oxford a winning or whatever, or chanting again be 2 0 and Oxford a draw. And we, we, we only need a point here or whatever. So it doesn't matter about that. It's in your own hands, as you say. A win guarantees you a place in the playoffs. So why would you worry about other sides of results? I know it was different a few years ago when you won the title and you heard players saying, Asking fans, oh, our Plymouth getting on, our Doncaster getting on, but Pompey already promoted them, weren't they? So they wanted the title. That was the, the cherry, cherry on the cake. This is this isn't. This is promotion is the main goal. Um, the playoffs, sorry, is the main goal. So forget forget about 
forget about Oxford, forget about challenge, just concentrate on yourself. If I was Danny Carly, I'd be saying, every staff member, leave your phones in the dressing room. They're not coming out on, on the touchline. I don't care about how they're getting on. Well, if we win, we don't even, we're not even going to look at how they ended up getting on because we won't care. We'll be celebrating out on the pitch. So forget about it. Leave your phones, switch them off, all in a bag or whatever. And that's what's happening because it's just pointless. It adds needs as pleasure if if you're if it's you know if you're on sixty minutes and you're nil nil and oh, Oxford's are winning one nil there. It it makes people make rash decisions. Um, yeah. Does it make people go a little bit more gun call to deflect from the game plan? Perhaps so. Absolutely pointless even considering how, how the others are going to be getting on. Yeah, I asked him. I asked him about that yesterday. Actually, Danny Cowley. Um, mm. It surprised me that he, he kind of. Got, I think that everything points to the sort of attitude that Will was talking about there. But he said that no, it'd be remiss of him not to uh, be aware of what's going on elsewhere. Um, and, and it will be it will be up to speed with what's going on. I don't think you need to let that translate into the performance, do you? Because that whole kind of I think the parameters are pretty clear for Pompey. They know they've got to win. Then you know I think you, although you will be aware of what's going on, I think the chances are with what's going to be going on with Charlton and Oxford that they're they're going to be you know well, certainly Oxford uh, uh, you know have got Burton. Yeah, I think they know that Pompey, Pompey, the parameters are pretty clear that Pompey know they need to win. So, although they, they will be tapping into what's going on around elsewhere, I think that's got to be the whole mindset of uh, of, of the day. Yeah. Like, Jordy, Keith Andrews, ex-Ipswich, now Sky Pundit has come out and said, you know what, Pompey are in the driving seat. There's no banana. They're at home. They're going to be sleeping in their own beds. They're going to have familiar surroundings, the same familiar routines, etc. And that's going to be massive on a day like this here. But at the same time, too, he pointed out, Accrington is not a team you want to be playing oh. in this type of situation. Uh, we've, we've just been talking about it, haven't we? we? We saw a couple of weeks ago what Accrington are like. Um, Dion Charles, you know, is he going to be? Uh, is he going to be playing football? This could be his last game for Accrington. He want to want to be going out on a high. And um, they've got a lot of talent. They, they, they play in a certain way. Danny Cowley noted that they play a different way away from home to what they do at home. So he, he, he's been, he, 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 he's a thorough man. There'd be no, no stone un, unturned. Um, but I think, you know, this is just an occasion where you're going to find out about the character of the Pompey players. Where, if it is nil-nil after 65 minutes, and the pressure's up. We, we, we've been here at Pompey, haven't we? We've been here like so many times down the years. Normally it's, been fighting for survival on the final day of the Huddersfields and Bradfords and Barnsleys, uh, you know, going down the years, the, the pressure, the you know, intense pressure of, of those occasions. I think the pressure is probably high, higher in that in that environment when you're fighting for survival in the in the division. Yeah. So we had the fans there and that all factored into it. Uh, but the players found the answers on that occasion and and they stepped up and showed their character. Um, so, yeah. There's been some a lot of questions lately you know, of these players this season. That let's face it, we, we've asked a lot of them as the news. We, we've represented the fans. Um, they've had to, had to face criticism, and quite right too. Um, and it's yeah, it's been on them. Um, when Kenny Jacket was in the firing line, Kenny Jacket got it. But when the poor form continued after Danny Cowley's start, and it was onto the players, and the, okay, it's that he's dealing with the players. So. They're the ones that are in the firing line, and they're the ones that it's uh, down to uh, to them to step up and show that show their show their caliber. And well, some of these players are actually going to probably be playing for their their Pompey futures at the end of it too. 
if Cowley is staying on next season, as we're led to believe he will be, he's going to be looking at these players and looking at individual performances and going, right, I see what you've done there today. You've stepped to the occasion. Even if Pompey fail, and let's not go there, but he'll be able to make a judgment on those players going forward purely on tomorrow's, on Sunday's performance, won't he? Well, I'd say he's got a very good idea already, but he wants players next season who can cope with the high-pressure um, environment, whether it's another League One promotion push or if Pompey do go up to the Championship, you, you'd be naive to think they're going to be challenging the top half of the table and you'd probably be thinking sure. that consolidation would be the... Um, and survival would be the main aim. And that's, again, another high-pressure scenario. So you're probably looking at, at players who can handle that, who aren't impulsive, who won't make silly decisions in the heat of the moment. Um, and some of these players are, are playing for placing the championship as well. Let's not forget lads who, who want to prove themselves in, in, in the second tier. Um, lots being made of it. So let's see how they can how they can cope. Because all these players... Um, have been brought to the club to get the club into the championship. Let's make no bones about it. Every single one have been brought to the club or been given new contracts like Ben Close and Jack Watmore because they are thought of as players who was enough to get Pompey into the championship. So now let's go out and show it. Let's go out and prove it that, that these players can, can, can live up to what they've been brought to the club to and that's getting the club promoted because if not, Look, we, we've talked a lot and a lot of support have talked about how there needs to be an overhaul of players. And if Pompey miss out on the playoffs, then nobody can have any complaints because a lot of them have been here two years, good number have been here three and it hasn't worked. So changes are going to be needed um, because it ultimately it wouldn't have worked to, to get this side up. Jordi, Danny Kylie goes into the game with a bit of a a boost in terms of selections. Um, Jordy Hawilla is available. Mm. He's reveling in the fact that he's got a sexy bench once again. And Jack Watmore. Before we get on to Jack, though, how just psychologically, how much of a boost is it to have somebody like Jordy Hawilla on the bench, knowing that if you do need to change it around attack-wise, there is a quality striker there. When no offense to Alfie Stanley, he hasn't been able to come off the bench in the time he's been on the on among the substitutes, but just it must be a, a relief for him to know that he can bring something they got on if indeed um, he's not actually starting. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. Um, Pompey, yeah, I mean, in, effectively haven't had a strike on the bench. I know they've had Alfie Stanley, but I think Danny Kelly didn't think he was ready to, to throw in and thought he could get uh, chewed up and spat out if, if, if he did. So effectively, I think he was just there as a, as a body, really, more than uh, an actual option. So, yeah, Jordi Arula, it was hoped that he'd be back for Wimbledon. Um, I think it's been the best part of a month, isn't it, now for him. Uh, back, he's trained all week. Apparently, he's trained well. He's looked sharp. Um, Danny Cowley paid tribute to him, given that he's out of contract this summer. Um, and he could have just sacked it off and just not bothered. And, you know, but he's kind of raced to get back when, when you know, if he was to pull up and go, you know, put himself out for a longer period, he, he could be effectively screwed yeah. himself over, really, for, for, you know, in terms of a contract for move, moving forward. So, there's an unselfishness about, about Geordie Wigger that, that's really impressed. And he, we all know the fans, uh, 
the fans uh, appreciate Geordie. Speaking to Lee Brown last week, and Lee Brown's mentioned the fact that sometimes you become a better player when you're in the treatment room. That, that old adage about football. Certainly, us been uh, Geordie Aruda was certainly better than the least come, you know, the, the least we saw of him. The better he became, really, wasn't it? Um, in terms of. <laughs> We did pull out of those fancy stories every game, didn't we, about Geordie Aruna? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but he's back in it. He's a live option. He's a live option. And, um, yeah, that's uh, that's something that can, you know, if you just need half an hour, 20 minutes, as I say, it's 60 minutes in and, and we're banging our head against a brick wall. And you can see Atkinson being a tough nut to crack, can't you? Matt Butcher, the local lad from Denmead, talking to us this week and um, saying that, yeah, they're, they're, they're coming for... They're coming to get a result, really. They, they, and, you, and you know that's going to be the case, even though they haven't got anything to play for. What they did against Charlton, they didn't have anything to play for against Charlton. They got a result against yeah. So just good to have Geordie Arula. I think potentially it could be important um, to have him just come on and when you're chasing the game, given what's been happening with John Marcus, his confidence shot, and a lot more uh, examples of uh, missed opportunities last weekend. Um, so... It just it just makes a little bit a little more more than a little bit of difference actually. Yeah, well, I maybe going slightly off track, only slightly now. But you were off yesterday, and, and Carly was talking quite glowingly about Jordy Willis, saying he can play this position, he can play here, he can play as a seven, he can play as a eleven. Mm. I was actually reading this quote yesterday and going, hmm, Jordy Willis. Everybody seems to be writing off his Pompey career once this game's over, once this season's over. All of a sudden, I was going, I can see. Jordy Hawilla maybe fitting into the Cowley blueprint moving forward just because of his versatility and what he offers. Yeah, but you forget Marshall Downey Cowley bigs every player off as well. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get fooled. Um, no, fair enough, Jordy Hawilla, good player. Definitely has claims that he should have features more during his time at Pompey um, under Kenny Jackett and then obviously he's been injured for the majority of Danny Cowley's reign. But You've got to look at Jordi Huila's personal situation as well. He hasn't played a lot of football for two years now. He didn't play a lot of Coventry. And now he hasn't played too much of Pompey. Is he going to be guaranteed minutes if he stays at Fratton Park next season? Perhaps not. So, for his own career, you might think, well, you might want to keep me, but I want to go and play regularly, even though that might be a, a team we were going to be a middle mid-table league one side because after two years of not playing football, it must be must be hard for, for any player. Um, don't think anyone could blame him either. But if if they kept him around, given his versatility, then would you have any qualms? Probably not. It'll it'll be interesting, but I'd probably say he will be departing in the summer. But he could go off on a high, couldn't he? He could go off with another league one promotion under his belts. Um, that would be two in two seasons and that's um that's a good bit of a uh, bragging right so have. that's a good uh, to, to put yourself out there in the in the um, summer transfer market if you want a club um so now if he if he gets a chance look he has that pace that we would have liked to have seen a bit more he's got a, a natural finishing ability i think as well so if he needs a goal it's certainly a, a very good option to have off the bench if, if pompey are chasing the game yeah and joy going back then to jack watmore you're, you're getting the sense that Jack Watmore's just going to walk straight into the team again on, on Sunday um, after missing the past four games due to suspension? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I think that Jack Watmore is rated as Pompey's best defender by, by Danny Cowley. 
Um, they are massive fans of his ability, um, the quality on the ball. Um, and yeah, they, they, I think they just think he's a, a key man. Um, given what's happened in certain games without him, that would kind of reinforce their, their stance. Um, so, yeah, although there's a debate about, you know, who's going to start and Paul Downing was excellent, wasn't he, last week? Um, yeah. Didn't go coming back in. See Rasmus Nicolaisen, Raggett. Um, I, I was just put out on Twitter last night, actually, just kind of saying, do you think that it's going to come back in? And Sorry, I thought you went to bed at 7 o'clock and slept. I did, I did, I did. And I woke up and looked at my phone this morning and I, I felt a bit... A bit crap, really, because all these people have been responding to my question and I've just ignored them. <laughs> so, yeah, don't get smart with me, boy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I've got where I was now. Yeah, so I just, right. I just think, uh, I think Jack will will start. It's not even a question for me. I think it'll be, I think it'll be him and Raggett um, will be the the likely pairing because obviously they went, they went to a back three at times and it didn't always go well. Um, but I think that was more born out of necessity of trying to get something out of the players that he had and changing the, yeah, the formation around that, just trying to squeeze a bit more at Pompey going forward. Um, I think back to the Atkinson game up there where they hurt us in wide areas, really. I mean, you think that first goal where they got a good delivery in, Marcus Harness was kind of out there and uh, on his own, not really doing a good job of stopping the cross at source. Obviously, with Lee Brown there, that you know, you think that they'd be more prepared to stop the delivery from wide areas against Accrington, which is where they threatened a lot um, up at up at their place. So yeah, and Pompey just looked a lot more solid with the with the back four last week. So um, out, outside of a, of a very shaky start, I should add, actually, because it was very ropey at the start, but they did improve a lot uh, and were very comfortable actually in the second half. Uh, so yeah, back four for me. I think it's a back four that picks itself with mm-hmm. Lee Brown. And, Callum Johnson, Jack Watmore, Sean Raggett as, a, as the options for me. Does the rest of the team pick itself well? Is it Cal- Naylor in, in close midfield? Um, Harness, Williams <laughs> behind Marquis? Or do you expect Kelly to surprise, try and spring a surprise in Atkinson? No, I think it does. I think that is probably your, your best 11. Um and the way they played at Wimbledon, it looked like a few players had, had found a second win, like Tom Naylor on his last legs, and he all of a sudden had this... Look, yeah, did well, didn't he? Um, Curtis as well, Mar- Marquez, uh, Ryan Williams, I beg your pardon, is after, you know, really, really struggling, Pompey being worried that he was going to pick up an injury, given how, how fatigued he was. He's, he looked um, like he's topped up his batteries again, so... Yeah, it picks itself. Obviously, Cannon still nursing that back injury and not quite the same player. So, Close goes in and Close has done really well since Danny Carly come in. I mean, just going back to the, the centre-back, I have to agree with Jordy, Rags and what more for me. I can understand why people would like to see Dan and what more because, you know, Sean Raggett does have mistakes in him. Um, for as solid he is, he can make a couple of gaps, but is this time to experiment with a new centre-back partnership in, in Watmore and, and Darnham in your, your biggest game of the season? I mean, first of all, who plays on the left? Because who, who goes on the left? Because Darnham obviously plays on the right against Wimbledon. So do you put Watmore on the left and then that 
you've got to have a new partnership with yeah. what one Brown then. If this game was a month ago, six weeks ago, then yeah, by all means, go for it. But it's not the time for experiments now. You've got to do what has got you into this position. And for the majority of the season, it's been what more and ragged. So you've got to go with that partnership for me. Yeah. Um, going back up the pitch, Jordy has made reference to some quotes attributed to Ronan Curtis. Uh, like with a move elsewhere, saying there's a bit of interest. Like, yeah, with the, the, this is the type of language that has been accompanying Ronan for quite a while since he's been at Pompey Lake. But was this week the time and place, the sort of way we <laughs> debate? Not a shy lad, Ronan, is he? He's not a shy <laughs> lad. He's not going to hold back. Um, I was off for a couple of days, so I missed the story emerging. Um, but yeah, the gist of what I can see really was him sort of saying the right things in terms of Danny Cowley telling me, but caveating that very nicely with, oh, well, there's a, there's a stack of championship clubs after me as well. So he's happy to say that on the record, Ronan. So um, don't think it went down very well with the management. Don't think it went down very well with Danny Cowley, who obviously was facing questions about it yesterday. Um, and kind of, he's got this default setting, Danny, where it's, oh, it's, you know, we all love Ronan. We all love, we, that's what we, yeah, or whoever it is, like, I think he's mentioned it. He's, yeah, got his quirks to him sort of thing. He's a lovable Rogar Ronan, but secretly he's very pissed off about it. We're not even secretly. <laughs> yeah, he said he shouldn't, yeah, he shouldn't have been saying that. So um, on more than one occasion, he pulled that up. So I think he would have had words with Ronan about the timing of his uh, talk, you know, those words coming out and saying that so yeah um more, more broadly on the subject Ronan Curtis going in I know he's been in excellent form he's got 14 goals this season he's hit a rich vein of form lately um but I just yeah if probably don't go up Ronan Curtis is off he'd be, be looking to go um yeah is that the end of the world I'm not sure it, I'm not sure it is I'm, I'm, I'm not sure it's I think it would probably be inevitable. Uh, but if you can get a good... I mean, Ronan was being talked about as a two million player not too long ago, two, two and a half million. But I don't know if he's held his value to that extent and with, if it's going on with COVID. But if you could get a million, million and a half for him, contracted until 2023, so we've got a bit of time in his contract, and he can outfund a, a rebuild, then I don't see the, the problem with cashing in on Ronan. Obviously, asked Danny about that. He was very forthright and playing the game. He said, no, he's going nowhere. He's Ronan Curtis is going nowhere. And joked about it. Can maybe, maybe Man United, maybe Barcelona uh, <laughs> might be yeah, but yeah. Possibly Liverpool, he said, but maybe not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> any, anyone else is going nowhere. Danny was playing the game a bit there. Yeah, he might. But um, I think it's a watch this space situation. As, as Will quite rightly said, it's gonna be a lot of, probably a lot of turnover of players this summer, whatever division Pompey are in. Um, yeah, and I know Ronan's got aspirations of, um, of championship football. We've heard the clubs, Brentford and Reading. I think more pertinently, Blackburn seem to be bobbling around a bit. Derby County have popped up, haven't they? been mentioned, but I think Blackburn seems quite strong. Um, yeah, what's this space? What's this space? Because um, I think there's every chance that Ronan could be on his way this summer. Certainly they don't go up. This, this is going to come across as a loaded question, and maybe it is a loaded question, but, well, do you think 
Curtis deserves all the, all these clubs being mentioned credited to him, or do you think you know what? There's times you know what I think you you could have done a lot better at Pompey. Um, I can understand both arguments. Let's not forget to be fair to Casey, he's in form, and if he hadn't in form, Pompey wouldn't be going into the last day of the season with a chance of well in the driving seat for the playoffs. Um, he's in form at the right time. You can understand why this championship interest because look, he's hit double figures every year. He's been a Pompey. Um, assists are high. He's got the raw attributes. Perhaps there's an argument that he hasn't been coached quite right and kicked on the way he should have after coming over from Derry and being quite raw. Um, perhaps maybe there's a reluctance that he hasn't looked to work on his weaknesses a little bit, maybe, going down the left, which I know Kenny Jackett and Joe Gallen both said we want him to do that more. We want him to vary his game up instead of cutting inside. Um, and then there's the argument that this season he hasn't scored enough goals against against promotion candidates, i.e. the top six. Only one of his 14 arrived against Lincoln away. But then last season he scores against Coventry, Rotherham, Oxford in the playoffs, so maybe being a bit harsh, but I don't know. I, I, I can't see why a club would take a gamble on him. He's a goal-scoring winger. Um, he's direct. He gets himself into the right positions. He is a decent finisher, to be fair to him. I can understand why a club would, would want him, but the championship... Forrest <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, uh, doesn't like that, does he? Forrest doesn't care. I'll we'll try to wrap up let's go back to the, the topic at hand in Atkinson. before we go do you want to give me your predictions what do you think is going to happen on Sunday oh dear got a lot of efficiency of Pompey talk haven't you this <laughs> operation um, I think we're going to have a few twists and turns on Sunday I think it's going to be dramatic I think we're going to have it it's not going to be uh, all our own way. Um, I think that we could be, yeah, we could have that scenario where we're getting to 60, 70 minutes and, and uh, it's all getting a bit nervy. Um, but being an optimist, I ultimately hope and probably feel that Pompey can, can get the result they need to get over the line. It's in their hands. I mean, a lot of the hard work's actually done now. Um, in terms of what they've done the last couple of you know with that with that excellent Wimbledon result, so yeah, I'll take a I'll take a, a Pompey victory, a narrow Pompey victory to get them over the line. You can unmute if um, yeah, there you go. Right? Take that off mute. The dogs don't bark us so well. I'll let you decide. I'll let you go next. Yeah, I'm not normally an optimist to be honest with you. As you know, but I do fancy Pompey. Um, I think that that Wimbledon results, that all the performance, just give me a little bit of. Bit of confidence given the players seem to have come right at the right time again. Though, um, really, I was really concerned about fatigue, the likes of Naylor and, and Williams. But the look and, and Brown back is, is a massive plus, um, the experience factor. So, yeah, I can't see there being too many goals in it, like the um, the reverse fixture. But I fancy Pompey to uh, to sneak a win and get into the playoffs and then. You know, what would it be? Lincoln or Sunderland in the playoffs then? I'd be Blackpool, wouldn't it? Be Black are they third now, are they Blackpool? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then it's a different uh, 
different question entirely after being beaten twice by Blackpool this season. Well, that's um, it. They're the form team, aren't they? You say Blackpool yeah. they're the form team at the moment. So yeah. um, they're in the yeah. driving seat. So yeah, um, let's just uh, let's just get there first and let's uh, let's nick a, a narrow one 0 win there. Uh, a Sean Raggett's header, although I might even back that first goal scorer. John Marcus, Sean Raggett, double. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. What odds would you get? You'd probably get about 50 to 1 on that there, happen. <laughs> That's just what Mark was scoring. Anyway, listen, my dog up barking, so I'm going to take this opportunity to quickly wrap up before he goes off on one again. Lads, thank you again for your help. We're all looking forward to Sunday and hopefully the next time we're on as a threesome, we will be celebrating a Pompey victory and looking forward to the playoffs. Thank you again and thank you all for watching and listening. We'll be back again soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.